What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Just Jay the Podcast. We are on episode nine of season two. Um, first of all, I'm feeling very like grateful and like appreciative of the life that I live like more and more every day as 2022 gets closer. So first, I want to say like thank you to everybody that listens to me on a consistent basis. Thank you to everybody that shares my stuff, promotes my business. You know, my friends and my family, like after every episode, they give me so much feedback and so much like positivity. And it's like, I I really appreciate that because honestly, like when you have a business and you're, you're responsible for being consistent and kind of, it gets really hard because some days like you don't even feel like getting out of bed. Some days you don't feel like editing an episode. Some days you don't feel like promoting your business, but that's how you get the word out there. That's how you keep your business going. So, you know, the words that everybody sends me after I drop an episode, it means so much to me because it's 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 important to support yourself. And at the same time, it's, it feels really, really good to have people that you fuck with support you too. So it doesn't go unnoticed and it definitely makes me feel good. And I just want to say thank you to everybody that's allowed me to continue to chase my dreams and continue to give you guys what you like. So yeah, just wanted to say thank you for that because it's been a rough year, I think, for everybody, and it's important to go into the new year being grateful for everything that you've experienced, good and bad, and the people that you've experienced those things with, good or bad. Today, I want to talk about, I have a lot of topics that I want to talk about, and I think it's, as I've my episodes have been, you know, consistently coming out, I've kind of steered away from only having one topic on each show because there's just so much to talk about, and I think that the way, the topics that I have prepared to talk about today are really really good and they're gonna you know conversation starters like I said like this is my my podcast emphasizes the importance of having the tough conversations it's important for me to really bring that out of my episodes and allow you guys to talk about things you normally wouldn't so first I want to start off with differentiating between your life's purpose versus what you want out of your life what you want out of your life is literally self-explanatory. It's what you want. It's the the goals that you have, the the things that you want to accomplish in your life. That is completely different from your life's purpose. I think that some people will have a purpose in life and then they'll develop a passion for something else and it will take them away from their purpose. But that doesn't mean that they don't have one. I feel like me personally, my life's purpose, I really, really strongly believe is to be the be a voice be a loud positive voice that people listen to and that people you know that gets people thinking and that gets people you know wanting to change their behavior and change their ways not only with podcasting I think I'm fulfilling that voice but with school as well like podcasting is something that I do for fun something that I don't even make a profit out of but it's something that I love because like I said I'm talking about real life shit and I'm allowing my audience to connect with me and understand me and know me on a different level and it's just like fucking fun. Like, honestly, like talking shit all day is like so fun and y'all fuck with it. So like, I'm gonna keep doing it. And school is my passion as well, because even before I actually graduated high school, I already knew like what I wanted to go to school for because criminal justice has always been something that intrigued me. It has always been something that's been in my, a part of my life. So I honestly believe, yes, I'm fulfilling my podcast purpose with, you know, putting my voice out there and this shit is going to blow up. Okay. It hasn't blown up yet. Yes. We've developed a following. Yes. We've developed, you know, a, a system here, but my, my podcast has not blown up to the potential that I know it will, you, you know? So like, 
mm, I'm, I'm fulfilling that. But also with school, like, you know, me going to grad school, me even considering grad school after, you know, going through everything that I went through in undergrad is unbelievable. So the fact that I'm really, you know, pursuing and continuing my education shows that I'm following my purpose. I know what my life's purpose is. My voice is what is going to get me recognized and appreciated in this world. I already know that. It's just everybody has a life's purpose, but that doesn't mean your life's purpose is automatically going to work for you. You have to work at your life's purpose to really fulfill the things that you're supposed to do in this life. I think everybody that's put on this earth has a life's purpose. They have a journey. They have something that they're set out to do. Like, for example, my cousin Khalid, I I think I talked about this on the episode that I did tributing to him, but I feel like his life's purpose was, you know, bring joy to everybody's life, which he did every time you saw him. And also, like, even in his death, I feel like that was a part of his life purpose to, you know, come into our lives, bring us as much light and as positivity and teach us as much as he could while he was here. And then his death also taught us so much, changed my whole perception of life and changed my whole perception of how I was living my life. So I think he fulfilled his life's purpose to beyond that, actually, because even after his death, he had taught us or he has taught me so much. So I think it's important to know what your life's purpose is. And I feel like, you know, you don't always know what you're supposed to do in this world. But as you get older and as you go through certain things and you figure out what you're passionate about and you figure out what you actually like to do, it'll come to you. You'll figure it out. Like your life's purpose is not just going to be something that falls in your lap one day and it's like, okay, this is my life's purpose. It takes figuring yourself out and figuring out the things that you love and enjoy to figure out what your purpose is. But everybody has a purpose. I am a strong believer in that. You may not think you have a purpose, but I do. And also like when you know what your life purpose is, it's important to go after it. I write, I write notes for every episode, like to keep me on track and like, you know, talking points for whenever like I forget what I want to talk about. But on my notes, I wrote, go after it when you can obtain it. But I didn't even follow. I don't, that's wrong. Don't go after something when you can obtain it. Go after something when you feel confident enough to do it. Go after something when you feel like, okay, I can really do this and I can put my, like my hardest work into this shit and really build this shit up. For example, when I, you gotta be fearless. You gotta, you know, whenever you try to do something new, there's always going to be bumps in the road. There's always going to be hiccups. Nobody likes anybody that's perfect any fucking way. So all the mistakes and all the hiccups that you go through and the ups and downs are all supposed to guide you on your right path. They're all supposed to make you who you're supposed to be. So whenever you go through some shit and it might, you know, you go through problems and it might make you feel like, fuck, like, I'm, how am I going to fix it? But dwelling on problems is only going to defeat you even more. Your problems are really like lessons that you have to learn. And life is always going to have problems. There's always going to be problems. No matter what, you just got to learn how to deal with those problems and how to effectively solve them so that you know how to maneuver through life, really. I think with my podcast launch, I I wasn't I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to launch my podcast. No funny shit. The day when I uh no, the day of me launching my podcast, my podcast was supposed to I think it was supposed to drop at like 7 p.m. on a Friday of August 13th. Literally, I didn't even get the approval from Apple Podcasts to put my podcast online until like that day, like late that afternoon. Because I remember I was at work and I was stressing because it was like, if this shit can't, they don't approve my shit. How the fuck I'm going to have like, how I'm going to tell people I'm dropping shit and it's not dropping. But 
I still did it. And I still was like, fuck it. I'm going to still tell the, I'm going to still tell people this is when it's dropping. And if it doesn't drop, I'm going to explain why. And I'm going to go about my business and wait till it drops. But they approved my podcast literally the day it was supposed to drop and everything was good. But that's what I'm saying. Like I didn't, I don't, I still don't have a website. I st- like I have a website that people can go onto to access my podcast, but it's not my own website. I don't have my own website. I don't have my own actual studio space. My studio space is in my basement of my house. Like, that's what I mean when it when I say I wrote go after when you can obtain it, but that's that's I, I can't even stand by that because I didn't I didn't have all my means, I didn't have all my resources to actually build my podcast. One day I was just like, fuck it, like I've waited too long to chase this dream, so I'm gonna do it. Definitely gotta be fearless when it comes to pursuing your life's purpose or pursuing anything that you wanna do in this life because your life's purpose can also be the thing that you want out of this life. Like, cause for me, I already, like I said, my life's purpose is to help people, to talk to people, to use my voice, to be an educator, but also be someone who stands on what they believe in and tries to promote those beliefs onto others. And that's also what I want out of life. I want, I want to be the person that people look at and was like, you know what? She made a difference. She made a difference in the criminal justice system. She got people to hear her. She got people to hear what we've been trying to say forever. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I, that's really what I want out of life. And I feel like my life's purpose and what I actually want out of life coincide like very well. One thing, what I think my business has taught me a lot. My business has taught, one thing, the first thing that my business has really, really taught me is that don't base your relationships on the duration of how long you've known somebody. Because that has nothing to really do with the relationship. Because truthfully, I base my relationships on how hard somebody fucks with me. Because I've been proven that the duration of how long you have known somebody really doesn't dictate your relationship. Because I've had people on everything. I met one of my best friends who lives in Atlanta. I met him in May of this year. He has shown me more love than people that I've known for years. Like, and he don't even live in the same state as me. Like I live in New York. He lives in Atlanta. Like there's not, we don't even see each other on a daily basis. We don't speak on a daily basis, but he shows me more love than I've, I've seen from people that I've known for years or people that I've been around for years. Like that's, that's the relationship that really taught me, you know what, don't, don't fuck with somebody harder because you've known them for 10, 15 years because the nigga that you met five months ago could show you more love and more respect and more support than the person you've known for years at a time. That's, I mean, as shitty as that sounds, that's, that's really the reality of it. Like people are going to fuck with you no matter what, if they fuck with you, they fuck with you. If they support you, they support you. But just because you've known somebody all your life does not necessarily mean that they have to show you that support or they have to show you that respect, unfortunately. But I mean, it is what it is. I also feel like he was the first person that ever had a t-shirt because when I went to Atlanta, I had brought him one, but like, I, I, I can't, I can sit here for hours and tell y'all stories of how he's shown support from miles away, states away. People live, these niggas live around the corner from me. I ain't seen, I ain't heard no congratulations. I ain't heard no, oh, I listened to this podcast, this episode. Like, no, they're not doing that. But I respect him and I have so much love for him because I literally just met him this year and he's shown me so much. He's changed so much for me. Like, and not only that, I have met so many 
connections and so many people in Atlanta because of him. So not only is he putting me on to the people that he knows, he's putting my business on to the people that he knows. You feel me? Like, Josh, I love you. That's really all I gotta say. Anyways, I also want to talk about that, the hometown curse theory, because I feel like this is, I always talk about, you know, me moving away to Atlanta. I always talk about it because I have I literally have a dream of me moving to Atlanta and then my parents following me and then a lot of my family members following me as well. We already have a good amount of family members that live out there already, but I see that as a really big dream of mine That's I know is going to come true because I have to get out of this hometown. We live in Long Island, okay? Long Island, New York is very small. Everybody knows everybody and everybody knows everybody's business. They say that your hometown is where a lot of your hate comes from. A lot of your, like, naysayers come from because those are the same people that have seen you grind for the shit you got. They've seen you, you know, glow up and do shit that they're not doing. So they hating on it. I don't care about that little, that petty shit that he say, she say, nah. I'm a straightforward person. So if I don't fuck with you, you're going to know. Like, I just outgrown my hometown as well. Like, go, you know, going to work every day seeing the same people. Don't get me wrong. I love my parents. I love being in my house, but I definitely feel like we all could use a different environment. We live in Long Island, but we had moved to a kind of like, it was 15 minutes away from like our actual hometown, but we had moved away. Right. And we didn't tell anybody where we lived. We didn't give anybody our address. None of that. Like maybe roughly six months of nobody knowing where we lived or nobody knowing like how to get access to us because our house in Bayshore, where we lived, everybody knew where we lived at. People would pop up every fucking day, all the time. All, everybody that I went to high school with knew where I lived, okay? So when I moved out of Bayshore, it felt so good. It felt so refreshing because nobody knew where I was at. Like, nobody could get to me. Like, everybody had to call me, and I wasn't answering my phone either way. So, yeah. But it, was, it just felt good. And honestly, my parents hated it when we moved away, but I loved it because I liked the fact of not being accessible. I like that me and my family was low-key for a minute. So I feel like if we were to move, I know the new environment is going to be crazy because, you know, you don't know anybody. You have to start all over pretty much. But it's going to – it's so good for you. It's so good. And, like, one of my best friends just moved to Florida. New York to Florida is a big transition, okay? No, None of us are out there. She's literally by herself with her family. And I, I tell her all the time, like, yo, you're so powerful for that. Like, even if it wasn't, like – something that you just voluntarily did, you still did it. You moved away from the hometown haters. And that is so commendable because not a lot of people do that. Everybody says that, oh, that's what they want to do. But they get stuck in the in the everyday life of their hometown and they get stuck there and they just get sucked into being somebody that grew up in their hometown and decided to live there eventually as well. I don't want to be that person. I don't, I, I'm sorry. I fully like whenever I envision my future or my life, I'm not living in New York. One, it's too fucking expensive, okay? I don't even know how my parents and my friends' parents are surviving on this fucking money pit, okay? Don't even know. But I, the the new environment, the people... And the people in Atlanta are very, very welcoming. They're very loving. They're very, very really cool people. Like, I've met so many people out there, and it's just like... I almost wanted to miss my flight on purpose twice because I did not want to leave. Like, that's how crazy it is, but... Yeah, the hometown curse is also, it's just crazy. Like, you would think your hometown would be the place where you get the most support. You would think. Because, they, like I said, they've seen you grow up. 
you know, you went to, you went to, you went to school with these people. They, you, they've seen you grow to be the person that you always said you wanted to be. And they should support that, but they're hitting on it. It's very, very weird. Also, like, I think young Dolph, like his whole murder and everything proves that he lives in Memphis, literally from Memphis, Tennessee, and was getting cookies and lost his life. That's so weird because he was literally at the same cookie store a week before. Like, they hate on you for what you got. They hate on you for the money that you have made for yourself and for your family. When, Like, I, that whole jealousy and envy of somebody is, is really, really hard for me to grasp because, first of all, there's nobody that I'm jealous of and there's nobody that I envy so severely to where it's like, okay, I'm going to go kill this guy because he has the money, he got the cars, he got the girls. That should be motivation for you to get the fuck up off your ass and go get that same money and those same girls and those same clothes. If a person from your hometown could do it, what makes you think you can? Why you got to hate on that person in order for you to succeed? Because even if at the end of the day, you hating on me, is not going to put money in your pockets. That's not going to make you be a better person. That's not going to help you in the long run. It's just going to help me because you're continuously hating on me and it's adding fuel to my fire. I saw a podcast, um, Don't Call Me White Girl, and the the girls from Poor Minds were just on a podcast together and they were talking about how subconsciously our haters make us money without even knowing it because let's just say somebody's sitting sitting around talking about me right first of all word of mouth is the greatest promotion okay so if somebody is sitting around talking about you they're talking to somebody else about you that's two people now instead of one that is talking about you and your business and what you what you what you're creating right so you're just recruiting haters. You're recruiting people who are looking into you because essentially when somebody brings up somebody that you don't fuck with, it's kind of like, oh, okay, let me go see what, who this bitch is. Let me go see what her, what, what she got going on. At the end of the day, you're still searching for me. You're still looking at my content and you're still promoting my fucking business. Because for me, if I don't fuck with somebody, if I don't fuck with something, I'm not talking about it. I'm not looking it up. I'm not doing none of that. But there are people who literally sit around and hate on you and talk shit about you, all that shit. You should be surprised how many group chats you're in right now. Talk about me. Talk about me. Because at the end of the day, I'm still making my money. My business is still booming. My podcast is still going to do its numbers. You're not hurting nobody but yourself. And on top of all of that, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. Like, she was talking about how, like, you know how people say, like, my haters are my motivators. I love my haters. We be looking at people funny, like, why do you fucking love your haters? Like, they're whack as hell realistically if you look at your haters like they're putting money in your pocket or they're giving you an extra view they are making you money subconsciously so technically i fuck with my haters too because if you're gonna make me a bag by just by talking shit about me and like running your mouth about me do it keep doing it keep doing it because haters link up it's never just one bitch talking about you it's always one two three they always link up bro be proud of that you Realize what we have to realize as creators and as individuals as a whole is that anybody that is hating on us is still watching what we're doing. We're still that much of a main factor and we're living in their head rent fucking free. So not only am I not paying no rent to live in your motherfucking mind all day, you're giving me business. You're promoting my page. Yeah, these bitches could talk about me all they want. I, like, I just, I don't know. I feel like I would rather be, I would rather admire somebody 
and like look up look up to the things that they're doing versus being jealous of them or being envious because like jealousy is an ugly fucking trait nipsey hustle too nipsey hustle was killed right in front of his store it'd be shit like that like rappers have the most dangerous job because we lost a lot of rappers and i feel like rappers one they have the most dangerous job but they're also very very slept on because we don't realize how important these rappers really really are to our daily lives you turn on the radio who are you hearing you're hearing little baby little dirk high importance household names those are household names at this point you say little dirk everybody know who you're talking about like their like job description is literally just to make music perform give their fans you know good content we love them as artists because they make all of our favorite songs they make us the songs that you know that we can relate to they all that we go to their concerts all that shit because they have the money they have the cars they have the family they have all that shit and when you're somebody who doesn't have all that shit and you're looking at somebody that's has more fame and status of you and y'all come from the same place you're looking at them like, why the fuck they got that shit and I don't? And that fuels your hatred. And that causes you to fucking do some fucked up shit to people who... We look at rappers and artists as, like, celebrities and shit, but they're dead-ass human fucking beings that just happen to blow up. They have brothers, they have sisters, they have moms, they have kids, they have all that shit. So when you kill a rapper, you don't understand... Like, you don't... You're not thinking about the bigger picture. You're not thinking about those families that it's going to affect... And also the millions of fucking fans that follow them on a daily basis. Draco the Ruler. Can we talk about that one? How he fucking got stabbed at his own show? That's crazy. Young Dolph, literally, at the cookie store that he always be going to. Nipsey, right in front of his own shit. Like, that's wild to me. That is so wild to me. Like, these people make great music. They give back to their community. How could you really hate on that? But I just realized this. Like, I know a lot of... I hate the word rapper. I hate that word. I literally hate that word because like it just brings this negative connotation like, oh, this nigga's not shit. He got all these bitches. He got all this money. Like it just brings negative vibes to me. So all the rappers, quote unquote, that I know, I call them artists. So like you'll probably never hear me say like the word rapper to anybody because like I just hate that fucking word. But I know a lot of artists, right? From Long Island doing their thing. I know a lot of them Okay, doing their thing. I literally sat down and like thought about it like damn like these these underground quote unquote artists that I know right now could very well blow the fuck up and be big names. I could name 5 of them right now that I already know like are going to be really really serious in the rap industry, okay? Because they are so talented. But that also makes you think like damn like there's going to be people out there that look at them like people looked at Jacob the Ruler or people looked at Nipsey Hussle. Like, there's going to be, there's always going to be those negative people that look at them like, okay, if I kill this nigga, I could get this. Or if I kill this nigga, I could do this. And that is the saddest thing ever because, like, when you, being that I know these artists right now, when you watch them come from nothing and they blow up all of a sudden, there's people like me who just want them to have that fucking success. After working all these years to make a name for yourself and you finally blow up and you finally get a big check and you finally get the recognition you deserve the fact that there's people hating on that angers me i'm not even gonna lie it really pisses me off because like y'all are hating on people who literally worked their fucking asses off from to build their name and their brand from the ground up 
Your name is your brand. Don't let nobody play with it. That's why I'm so adamant about people saying my first name correctly. My first name is Ajayla. So, and it's not that fucking hard to pronounce you idiots, okay? I'm tired of hearing Aaliyah. I'm tired of hearing Ahala. What the fuck is Ahala? That doesn't even sound right. Like, what do y'all, like, what do y'all really mean? I'd be so mad. That's why I don't miss high school because when we had a substitute teacher, oh, fuck no. I literally remembered everybody in my class and like our last names would go in alphabetical order, right? I used to know when my last name was coming up and I used to be like, here, here I am. Yep, that's my name. Because I just don't even want you to fuck up my first name because that shit makes me so mad. Don't fuck up my first name. And I remember I had this professor in college, my first, uh, my second, second semester. The bitch would pronounce my name wrong every single class. And I would correct her every single class. And the next time I saw her, it would still be some bullshit like, oh, a holla or a hala. What the fuck? Girl, I done told you 17 times. Like that. Like what? Like what? What, bro? And it got so bad to the point where in high school, I would never correct anybody. Like substitute teachers will call me like anything. And I'd be like, yeah, that's me. Whatever. I don't care. Then they'd be like, do I say it right? And I'm like, no. But I mean, even if I say it, you're still going to fuck it up. So what the fuck does it matter? But anyway, moral of this episode is really sit down and really think like, okay, what is my life, my life's purpose? What do I really want to do in this world? Like what I look at it as my life's purpose is the legacy that I want to leave behind for my future generations and for people to remember me by. The legacy I want to leave behind is my show, Just Jay, because I, I, my, my older brother also said like, yo, like, you've already done a lot of work to build up your podcast. So like you could literally stop that shit right now and like come back to it a couple of years later and people will be like, yo, this shit is still fire. You feel me? Like, cause I've already done a lot of work for it, but my show is definitely like a legacy that I want to leave behind because I want my kids to be able to listen to this and understand who their mom was. I want them to know like how, I mean, this is the most humble, humble way possible, but I, w- I want them to know how educated and how intelligent I really, really am on certain shit. And, like, the things that I've gone through in my life have really made me so much wiser beyond my years. And I think my show is a great depiction of that. My show my show is a great example of everything that I wanted it to be. Like, it's, we're in season two, about to, almost season three at this point, because we only have three episodes left of season two, including this one. So, the seasons are piling up and piling up. So, we have, a, we've gained a lot of experience at this point. And I think it's been important for me to keep my consistency every week because every week people look forward to hearing me every every week people look forward to the new stories that I have to tell and I think that's so cool because I've I've built that I've made that my my catalog I've made that how my my show runs and I think that's just really really cool so definitely it's definitely important to not only know your life's purpose but if you don't know it it's important to figure it out as you get older because you got to realize like your life's purpose isn't just going to happen. You have to put that work in to achieve your life's purpose. And I feel like there's a lot of people that, you know, live their entire lives without knowing what their purpose is and now without really fulfilling it. So I personally feel like everybody that's put on this earth has something that they're set out to do. But that all goes back to like what you believe in. And like, I don't want to say religion because I'm not really that religious either, but I guess when I say, like, everybody's put on this earth to do something, that all goes back to, like, 
what you believe in and who put you here. But I want to talk about how Christmas was because Christmas was last week. This episode will be dropping New Year's Eve. It's important for me to emphasize the importance of being around love and being around your family and your friends and the people that you love so that you can create the traditions that you want to fulfill throughout your life. I think I think this year for everybody Christmas didn't it didn't really feel how it usually feels. It didn't really feel it wasn't giving Christmas spirit. I think that could be because we're all getting older and because, you know, like we're all going through shit at this point in our lives. So that definitely could be what takes away that Christmas spirit for us. Could be it. But also, like, we're just going through a lot this year. So I think, like, you know, we all just lost our Christmas spirit. It's important to always make holidays big. For me, I go all out for birthdays. I go all out for Christmas. And I'm not going to lie. Like I told you guys on the past two episodes, I wasn't really feeling in the Christmas spirit either. But I made sure that I, you know, I, I literally woke up on Christmas Day and I was still excited because I I emphasized that really, really well to myself. Like, these are holidays. Holidays are very important. They're, they're the, the days that we get out of the year to really be around our family and be around people that we love. So I think it's important for me to always make those holidays big because who wants to have a shitty holiday? Who wants to have a shitty birthday? Like, I don't. So... I always, always go all out for birthdays, and I think Christmas is my second favorite holiday after my birthday, but definitely made it a point to make Christmas as big as I wanted it to be, because that's important. Like, I think it's important for us to not let adulthood or the things that we go through on a daily basis interfere with how we feel about holidays, because we're always going to be going through shit. We're going to be adults for the rest of our fucking lives. We might as well get used to that shit now, and just like put that shit to the side and allow ourselves to be happy on these holidays. Also, Bobby Smurder had tweeted how like it was, this was his first Christmas in like seven years. And that kind of resonated with me because my uncle hasn't been home for this Christmas or last Christmas. And I think it's very important for us to make sure that we always continuously include inmates in our lives. Because I think when people go away to jail or prison, we not do not, not forget about them, but I think because they're so far away and we can't actually get to them because they don't have the essential freedom that we have, we kind of push them to the side. And I I don't, that's not right. When my uncle slim was in prison, I wrote to him every single week. Like I literally would wait by the mailbox, check the mail every day just to wait for his letter. And not only did it make me feel good because I knew that I was somebody that he could count on. I knew he looked forward to my letters as well, but it allowed me to continue to feel connected to him. Like, because when people go away to prison, we, it it hurts because it's like, damn, like I can't, I can't hug you. I can't call you whenever I want to. I can't do this with you whenever I want to. Like my uncle has missed out on, he's out of prison now, my uncle Slim, but my other uncle, Nell, has missed out on a lot of things like even in one year's time span let's really think about 2021 and all the things that I've already accomplished like with graduating and like going to grad school and making my podcast like he's missed out on all that stuff like I've had to tell him about my life and my life's experiences through the phone or through jpay and it's just not the same and I think also I am not really comfortable talking to people in prison over the phone 
I don't like it because one, I can never like literally pick up the phone and call you back. I can never like actually pick up the phone whenever I'm whenever I feel like talking to you to call you and talk to you. You have to call me and then it has to be, you know, to the charges all that shit. I hate talking to people in prison on the phone. I hate it. And it makes me feel like shit sometimes because I know like I have a friend that's in prison right now and He's always like, yo, can I call you? Like, yo, let me call you. Let me call you. And it's just like, I, I would love for you to call me. But like, it's just not, I, I can't do it. I just don't know. It makes me sad. It makes me very fucking like uneasy. It just, no, I can't. And I like, I will write you letters all day long. But calling me on the phone, nah, that's going to make me unbelievably sad. And I just, no. I don't even, I don't even want to hear that bit, the operator bitch on the fucking other line. Like, oh, you have 60 seconds. Hell no. No, I can't do that. I just can't do it. I don't know why I can't do it. And I, I, I think, I don't know if my uncle notices it because like whenever he's on the phone, like I, I don't really either like rushed off or I just don't like really talk to him like that. And I hope he doesn't think that now that I'm thinking about it, like I never really thought about it like this and I never really like realized like that's how I felt about it. Like, I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's really weird, but I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. But things to do to prepare for a new year. I got a new TV for Christmas. Okay. Shout out to my mom, AKA Santa, AKA that bitch. Because she got me a beautiful new TV, okay? And I was in desperate need of one because I had the smallest TV in the house. And I'm a real bitch because I did not complain one time because my TV was doing the damn job, okay? If I could watch TV on it, I'm good. But I didn't have no Netflix or no Hulu or none of that. So I was just like, Santa, I need a new TV. And Santa mom got me one. So I'm waiting to, like, put my TV up on the wall and everything. And I feel like when I put it on the wall, like, I'm just going to, like, reorganize my room. And, like, I can't wait for it because it's, like, the new year is coming. And I that's, like, one of the things that you're really, really supposed to do. Like, you're supposed to clean your room, clean your workspace, you know, get rid of old makeup, old whatever, and cleanse your energy. I've been doing a really, really good job of cleansing my energy and not letting people piss me the hell off like they normally do. You know how I know I've mastered, like my anger and all that shit because like something okay I'm easily irritated like so easily the littlest things would piss me off and I would be so angry so quick right now if something is irritating me I'm I'm gonna go mute I'm not gonna say nothing I'm not gonna say a word I'm not gonna talk that's that that also goes with like if something makes me sad or something like makes me feel weird I'm gonna go mute I'm not gonna talk I'm not going to say how I feel in that moment because what I've noticed is that when I'm angry about something, I immediately want to curse you the fuck out. I immediately want to tell you how I feel because you have me fucked up. But I notice that me cursing you out and telling you how I feel immediately, it's going to be the rudest shit I've ever said in my life because I'm in the moment and I'm hot. Okay. If I allow myself to just be quiet, have a moment of stillness and silence and like think about what I feel and how I want to say it it would be much nicer. So I have like adopted the coping mechanism of just, you know, you know what? You pissing me off right now. I'm gonna go chill out for a minute and then I'm gonna come back later. And then maybe we could talk because you're not gonna piss me off. And then what I've noticed also is like people piss me off and then I say some real wild rude shit 
I don't know why my mouth is built like that. I don't know why it's so mean. I don't know. Who knows? But anyway, I'll say some wild, rude shit, and then it'd be like, why would you say that to me? You're so rude. Oh, now I'm rude because you got me, like, what? I don't like that shit. So to avoid anybody fucking playing the reverse reverse psychology shit on me, I'm going to be quiet. And I'm going to make you understand that I'm pissed the fuck off, but I will talk to you tomorrow. Okay? So... Yeah, cleansing my energy has gone pretty, pretty well for me. I cleaned out all my old makeup. I got some new makeup, like, two days ago, I think. Yeah. I got some new clothes. I, um, downstairs, my, my little Just Day studio, got some new equipment for that. So, yeah, 2022, we coming in hot. We gonna, we gonna get this party started. And, yeah. Oh, oh, also, January 7th, I have a little bit of surprise for you guys. Not gonna tell you what it is yet, but... Just know, some of y'all asked for this, and when you ask, you shall receive. So, yeah. All right. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in to my show and loving me so much and just being the realest supporters I've ever had in my entire life. We are at 193 followers. Okay, we started off with, like, 25, like, a couple months ago. So we are doing the damn thing. We are working our way up. I said in 2022, I wanted my goal to be 500 followers, but I'm not even going to focus on numbers because my older brother also taught me this. My brother was like, yo, don't focus on the numbers. The numbers are going to come, which is very true. And I think also like, that's why I don't really focus on like money. Well, I focus on money. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm one of those bitches that's going to chase a bag. Okay. But like, I'm, I'll go to work all the time, right? But money just won't be coming in fast enough. I don't ever stress about that shit because I always know the numbers are going to come. The money's going to come. I just got to get my shit right first. I got to get make sure I am okay because who wants to be rich and depressed? That's just dumb. You can't enjoy the shit that you worked for. So no, I'm going to make sure that I am the happiest, most self-loved, beautiful queen. And I'm going to get this bag too so that we could, you know, win-win. No lose-lose. Because I ain't a loser. And neither are you. So, I hope everybody has an amazing New Year's Eve, New Year's. I'm going to spend my New Year's Eve in bed with a glass of wine. Catch me inside. Everybody be safe. Have a great New Year's. Happy 2022.